Welcome to the Bank of Me podcast channel, looking at how individual and team performance build strong cultures. Hosted by James Farrow and Chris Preston. You are listening to a deep dive episode. Hello, I'm Jane Sparrow at The Culture Builders, and I'm thrilled to be joined today by Jonathan Hood, Business Development Manager at Coloplast. Hi, Jonathan. Hi, Jane. It's great to be here today, and thanks for inviting me. You're welcome. It's great to have you here. And we're going to be talking a lot with you about remote working and your experience of remote working over a number of years, actually. And I'll let you talk about that in a moment. But, but of course, you have remote worked out with customers uh, and, and out working at home for some time. And so we're really keen to explore your experiences, how you overcame the challenges at the beginning of being alone for, for quite a bit of the time, and any, any tips you have for people that are listening. So let's let's get going and ask you maybe to start by giving us a bit of background to what, what your role looks like and maybe what a typical week in your life looks like. Yeah, of course. So my current title is Business Development Manager. Um, I work for um, a leading medical devices company, Coloplast, and I'm, I'm in a sales role. So typically I'm out in the, in the car on the road and um, I may spend... Um, may have two big meetings per day. They may take half, uh, 90 minutes, an hour. So that gives a lot of the day when I am essentially on my own, um, on the phone, on emails, on the road, stuck in traffic, uh, remote working. And then I'll have potentially one day a week from home as well, doing planning, um, data analysis and admin. So um, yeah, I am used to um, spending a lot of time with my own thoughts and um, not surrounded by a team, but there's some some great advantages as well, but also some challenges that that, that does entail. So yeah, I look forward to speaking about that. And how long have you been a, a remote worker in that sense? I started at um, Coloplast uh, nine, nearly nine years ago, and I've been in medical sales for about 10 years. So um, it was 2010 it was May May 2010 I started remote working and it was a real culture shock coming from an office scenario, you know, nine to five, coming in, surrounded by people and just the buzz and the noise to going out with the quietness of being, um, you know, on the road. That quietness must have been quite odd at the beginning. What What did you do to overcome some of those challenges of being alone suddenly and not being with that team? Yeah, it was it was very it was very interesting because I was so desperate to get the land the medical sales job and I was so excited about it. I think kind of the enthusiasm takes over and you don't really quite notice it at first, but maybe about a few months after kind of initial buzz of being in a good career job and you're thinking, Wow, I you know I've got no one to talk to. So you end up I end up spending a lot of time on the phone to a lot of my colleagues early on and um I joined with a lot of new starters at my company before Coloplast. Um, there were a lot of new people, a lot of rookies just out of university. And so we did kind of kind of mentor and guide each other through. And, you know, I just spent a lot of time trying to network and, and meet up with fellow colleagues and just learn from more experienced people. So I often used to shadow these uh, more experienced people in the team. And um, I must have seemed a bit of a nuisance at times, but I was always just after piggybacking onto people's meetings and um, observing and learning and kind of off something back. So I'd always try and share my meetings with others and 
I did that a lot in my first year and a half. And I think that I had a big influence because it meant I did actually spend a lot more time around people and learning from better people than myself, rather than just being on my own, completely isolated. And the job as a medical sales rep, you, you are essentially on your own. So you do have to make the efforts to surround yourself with, with others. I think that point around having to make the effort to to be with mm. others, to network, to to do what you need to do so that you're at your best is a really important one, isn't it? Because no one else is going to necessarily do it for you. You do have to be a real self-starter. And, and I'm wondering, therefore, what, what, what did you do apart from surrounding yourself with obviously great people? What else did you do to really keep yourself motivated? The, the one thing um, I did, uh, I really got into, um, so he said, I used to like these audio books, the talking book. Because I just like to have some some voice, some conversation. And so I got hooked on some chat shows and radio shows, even if it was just for an hour a day in the morning, just because I found it more stimulating earlier on than um, just being on your own. Because I was spending maybe two hours getting to a location you know, on, your, on your own in the car for a long time. So, you know, I'd obviously call into some colleagues. Some time dedicated to that was, was something I found really useful. And also making, going out and finding about these networking opportunities they're always there in every career path and every industry. There are, you know, some of them, some of my colleagues who are self-independent mortgage advisors, there's networking opportunities all the time. They may be like 6.30 in the morning often, but there's always these kind of breakfast meetings that if you look, if you dig away at the surface, you'll find them. And so it's just about making the effort to get out there and embrace that um, because there are, there are things out there for people. Yeah, and I love the idea of the audiobooks because also presumably then that, that feels like you're making good use of the time and there's a bit of entertainment or indeed growth. So tell us what was what's been your favourite book that you've listened to while you've been in your car? Yeah, well so it eventually it got me off first of all I started on um I was I was terrible because I used to listen to just like the radio, BBC Radio One and then Talk Sport and then LBC. And gradually as I was getting older, my channels were going down. And I ended up on Radio 2 at one point. And I thought, <laughs> 25, this is like too much too soon. So I thought, well, I need to get some good audiobooks. So I think my, my favourite one I got, I got Alex Ferguson leading, oh, yeah. which, which I really enjoyed. A big football fan. You know, I was never a Man United fan, but... Um, and he did used to wind me up on the touchline. But I thought, you know, I'm going to read his book. And I thought, you know, rather than read it, I'm in the car so much. So I read, you know, that I thought that was awesome. And then I got onto more some of the self-development books. Because I thought, well, I need to upskill. I just need to be better at my job. So Jim Rohn, I really like some of his stuff. And uh, the this, this Changing Seasons on audiobook was, yeah, I, I listened to that. And I thought, and at first, my flatmate was trying to get me to listen to it. I thought, oh, this will be boring. I don't want to be preached at. For like an hour on the road but um it was very motivational and i tried to keep listening to it like maybe 20 minutes each day um he's a philosopher from america and um yeah he's, he's worked in a lot of businesses over the years and there was a lot of good learning there and i thought i could apply this to my role in sales and um yeah and that was probably one of my favorite that and leading by alex ferguson Thank you. And, and I'm sure, as you say, lots of it you've managed to use and therefore that time suddenly doesn't become downtime. It's real growth mm. time. And and you mentioned as well, Jonathan, that you you obviously spent a lot of time connecting to your colleagues as well while you were traveling. Just tell us a bit more about that, because that's what often people miss when they remote work is is that connection with colleagues. How did you communicate and how do you communicate you know, now that, that that is effective so that you do feel connected? Yeah, so we um, actually at the moment we, we're talking more more than ever. But um, obviously, just scheduling in phone calls at the start of the day. So I used to find between seven and nine, I'd be on the road, 
potentially. So about eight, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, I'd have a good conversation with someone. And then between four and six, that was another time that it was a lot easier to, to speak with people towards the end of the day. So I'd often speak with my manager later in the day and I'd catch up with, with my team probably around those in, in those windows just to get motivation. Even speaking to people who are excited or got a new business opportunity they've just landed on is going to really motivate you and think, I'll think, oh, you know, I should be, I should be doing more. Like, this person's got this big meeting today. They've got this exciting opportunity. Like uh, I need to be doing some of that myself. So it's, you know, it's good to speak to like, the higher energy people in the team at that time um, in the morning. So there are a lot of things that you can do. Um, and then obviously after, after a call as well, getting feedback from, from team members is important. So maybe more experienced team members I can ring after I've had a maybe a challenging meeting and then just go over some of those key points and, and question, you know, was it the right, the right approach? And was there anything I could have maybe done differently? Yeah, and I love what you say there about connecting with people first thing in the day that give you mm. energy and are motivational because mm. that's so important, isn't it, if you are remote, is that you start the day well because that sets you up for how you're going to feel and therefore how you're going to show up in front of your customers. So, again, that intentionality of of making sure the people that you speak to at the beginning and the end of the day are going to be positive energizers. I think it's a real learning for people when they're remote. Yeah, obviously, as a medical sales rep, I'm full of surrounded obviously nationally by other people who are remote working. And um, it's easier than, you know, because most of us will be on the road at that time. You know, it's about knowing, you know, I, I know that I can get people at certain times. It's more, it would be more challenging potentially if your schedule's going on. But you get to, you, you get, you get to learn quickly when it's easier to contact people. Yeah, you find your way, don't you, so that you can all be yeah. most effective. And so, so in terms of you know what what you've learned that you would pass on to somebody who is now maybe starting a, an ongoing pattern of remote working, what what would you advise? What have you learned that you would say absolutely think about this, do this, maybe don't do that? What learning can you give anyone listening that that's about to start a permanent remote working pattern? What works really well for myself and, um, you know, I might suggest that, you know, considering this is having a, you know, schedule, 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 so having a really good plan in place. So what I found very useful is, you know, the night before, literally planning out to the hour or almost to the hour or like every other hour, exactly where I'm going to be, what I'm going to be doing, the time, the postcodes, the email that I'm going to send, phone call that I'm going to make on a bit of paper. So I know that everyone, you know, is all electronic these days and all of Outlook is done electronically. But I do like, you know, the pen and paper and just feeling in control of writing down um, what I'm going to do and I'll have like a time, like an old fashioned diary system. Because then, you know, it's a, it's a good way, I think, of unleashing, like if you've got certain worries, if I've got certain anxieties about things, I think, well, I'll write down, I'll do that then. And I'm kind of taking control of it. And then the next day, as soon as I wake up in the morning, I look, you know, I know all the things it's written down and then obviously on Outlook, I get my reminders come through as well. But that really does help, I think, to, to stick to sticking to times because it's easy for potentially nine, you know, an hour, 90 minutes to just disappear if, if you don't have that structure and, and you don't have someone like over your shoulder questioning you what you're doing because it's, it's when you're out of meetings, like that's when like the best stuff happens sometimes. Like when you're in a meeting, it's great, but then you really do have to it's the follow up is so important and that it makes the difference between like a good performer and like a really high performer I think in um, in sales but what, what you then do off the back of your meetings 
Yeah, absolutely. And and I love, again, a lot of what you're talking about is around how you manage your emotions and how you feel in control and, you know, recognizing mm. if there's anxiety and so on. And that is such a big part of successful yeah. remote working, isn't it? Is, is being just very much in tune with how you're feeling and how do you make sure that you do everything you can to feel at your best rather than time evaporate and then you get you know, really cross with yourself that you haven't achieved what you wanted to achieve. Uh, now, the other thing I would love to know, Jonathan, is, is obviously we're recording this in the time of COVID-19 and mm -hmm. therefore your remote working pattern is slightly different now because suddenly you're working you know, permanently at home and presumably mm -hmm. a lot of your customers are in a very different mindset and interacting with them needs to be different. So just, just tell us a little bit about how you've adjusted and how has being a remote worker already helped you to adjust to a five-day week home life? Yeah, I, th I think it has helped because um, um, already I was doing one day a week from home, typically. And so, you know, have a, have a study set up, had my, you know, I needed to give it a good good clear out. But, you know, the, the set was set set in place and, um, you know, I just came in place. How it's helped me is because I feel like I can get down to work quite quickly. I've got the right working environment. There's no kind of messing around. And also I've been able to help my girlfriend as well because she's now, now got a co-worker with me I've got a companion mm -hmm. from home so it's been quite nice actually because you know I'm not completely isolated you know we can have a chat at lunch I've got someone to have lunch with even go on a walk with to break up the day whereas typically I would just be on the house in the house on my own on that one day a week so um that's definitely an advantage at the moment that I know not everyone has but it is definitely worth looking at and I've also been quite strict with like social media in the day as well because of obviously the situation at the moment and I'm not, and how serious that it is and you know it's tempting to keep wanting to know what the next development is and in my role I do need to know the key facts but I don't need so much conjecture and emotion that does come through social media so I'll just turn that off in the day and um, just wait for the uh, kind of government press conferences in the evening and so I think I learned from just blocking out social media before when I'm working from home is always a good, a good plan. And that's helped me at the moment. And, and it's really interesting you say that because, you know, if, mm. it's almost as if we gave one bit of advice to people right now yeah. that would help them be successful. It is exactly that. It's control your usage yeah. of social media, because not only does it often make us feel more negative than we would do but also it's such a time eater isn't it that if you're not careful yeah. suddenly three hours have gone and and then you know you can't get those three hours back the best development that i think um has happened on the iphone and apple is the bit that tells you how much time you've spent on the various social medias like the breakdown per day and per week because that you know just you think well what could i've done with those three and a half hours that's been spent on um on the phone or you know on, on just social media potentially so that, that, you know, that's a really good track. I mean, there's some great, all the tools are there, I think, at the moment. Um, never before have we been in a situation where we're geared up to remote work so well. You know, what if this happened 10 years before now or 15 years before now? You know, it would be much more challenging. So there are a lot of advantages at our fingertips. I think we just need to manage that as well. So, you know, not go overkill with some of the things. And uh, yeah, face-to-face -face videoing does make a big difference from on the phone. And um, if you're able to just to interact with people, see someone smile, that does, I think that does make a big difference to the day. And that's something I've, I've learned from this process. I'll start to do more when we go back to remote working. I'll actually use a Skype call or a Teams call because that does make a big difference, I think, to morale. Um, and have you been doing that with your customers as well, Jonathan? Because it's easy yeah, internally. Um, 
And that's needs must um, because, you know, we still have business meetings and, you know, there's still a business requirement. You know, I've still got targets and, and KPIs to hit. So um, I am working and that is a good method of communication and it's actually more environmentally friendly. There's nothing that will replace getting in front of a customer and being able to take the time and with no distractions. You can, I don't think you can ever replace that, but definitely, you know, the, the team's call or the team zoom call i just think it's far more effective than the phone call so um and that's, that's a really good thing with that's come out of this period for myself as well which is also quite nice what do you feel that someone that's remote working perhaps for the first time then would need to watch for what are the watch outs yeah this is a really good question i think watch out first of all to be aware of your own personality type so i might have to speak for myself i'm um someone who's naturally very reflective and I think and kind of a deep thinker rather than a, maybe a, 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 perhaps a doer or an activist. So acknowledging your, your personality type. Um, and because of that, I will spend a lot of time kind of thinking over things and mulling over and maybe overthinking. So working on your own for a long period of time, there's a danger you can overdo that. And then that does become counterproductive because it can lead to self-doubt. In speaking from uh, speaking to colleagues, I, I find that this situation they've encountered as well. So I think that is a watch point and to be wary that, you know, not to dwell on too many things and to seek the you know, kind of counsel and advice on topics that you are overthinking from colleagues. And at the moment, people generally have more time because of this situation. So there's more chances to do that. When you're in full swing and we get back to normality, hopefully ASAP, but when that does happen, um, when it's safe to do so, people perhaps won't have as much time to, to for, for that uh, luxury. So whilst you have that ability to pick up the phone to someone now, I would say uh, it's an encouragement, I'd offer encouragement to do that because um, there's nothing worse than just thinking yourself out of doing something quite productive or talking yourself into doing something which is a bit daft. And, uh, you know, your own mind can sometimes play tricks on you sometimes if you're spending too much time on your own. So, yeah, that's a watch point. Jonathan, you've given us so much and I know we could talk for, for a long time about some of your insights and experiences, but I hope people listening have, have taken a huge amount already. The thing for me that, that was really strong from which, which I'm so pleased you brought out was just this thing around managing how you feel, because it's easy to talk about, you know, well, you can use this tool and you can use this, this and this, this. But actually, it is all about, you know, whether you feel positive and motivated, isn't it, each day, rather than whether you're, you know, whether you're feeling like you're alone and isolated. Yeah, I, I think that's so important, like being aware of how, how your feelings change. And, um, you know, it's OK to, to feel concerned at some points of the other day. You know, you know, you just got to deal with that but just allow yourself to, to feel if you want to feel worried for a particular amount of time then you know half an hour then give yourself half an hour to feel worried and see what happens yeah i don't know but i mean i don't have all the answers but i just know that um that yeah that, and working on your own you, you kind of get used to your own personality you learn quite a lot about yourself don't you yeah i know what to watch out for like you know say so got it yeah and then you have to because i've got things i still have things to do like you know at the end of the day i've got to bring into the team call and go run through all the things i've done so if i've just spent the afternoon um mulling around looking out the window then yeah yeah the only person you're going to hurt is yourself isn't it because again they're going to have to come back to it exactly so i do have some things that yeah on the list of, like, i need to do this isn't it? which is always good let me finish by asking you one more more question which would be 
you talked earlier that about the fact that you listen to audiobooks in the car mm-hmm. as one of the things that that helps your motivation and growth uh, when you're on the road. If you were to to be writing a book now about remote working and and people were just to take one thing from that book, what would it be? Mm, that is a really good question. So uh, hopefully someone would buy the book. I think the one thing I would I would probably put in there about um, eating well. Do you know what I mean? Eating <laughs> eating well because you can actually uh, I do I do quite like cooking and a bit of a chef, but um, I'm a very amateur chef, but you could actually use the time at home to make yourself some nice lunches and be a lot more productive in the afternoon by having better food, better nutrition. Because the one thing when I'm on the road that I don't have time to do properly is eat well, and I can never be bothered to um, prepare food the night before. But since this, I've actually had more energy because I've been spending time to eat well. So, um, yeah, I'd probably, if I had to write a book, I'd probably do a few, um, like, dishes that you could... You can make in like 15 minutes, something like that. I love that. Well, what, maybe when we write the next edition of our Bank of Me book, which has, of course, nutrition yeah. in there as a key driver for, for growth, yeah. we'll have to get you to come and uh, come and do a, a few pages for us on your 15-minute meals while you're, while you're remote. Yeah, possibly. I mean, I don't know if, if anyone would read the book. But, that's, but yeah, that's what I would do. And I think, um, you know, there are lots of things you could do uh, in this time as well. So I've tried this week to be more positive about some of the things that you can use the time that we have that I'm not spending on the road for. And that's definitely one of them. Fantastic. Well, I wish you ongoing success with working at home in the short term and ongoing success once we all get back to the new normal. But Jonathan, thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate it. And we will hopefully have you on again soon. Brilliant. Well, thank you for inviting me, Jane. And um, yeah, I look forward to speaking again soon. Continue the journey at www.theculturebuilders.com.